Floor behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Radio. And it is that time. Myself, John Rush. Fix It Radio, Charlie Grimes, your engineer. Larry Unger sitting in with me today. He's normally on the other side answering calls, but he's going to sit in here for... A little bit and help me out. So appreciate you, Larry. Not a problem. As always. It'd be fun. All of you that have questions on anything around the house, please let us know. That's what we're here for. 303-477-5600. You can also text us, and you can do that even during one of our replay shows, and we'll answer those as well. 307-200-8222. Eighty-two, twenty-two. So a couple of things I wanted to talk about today, depending upon what all you call in for, but a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Uh, Charlie actually gave me a great idea yesterday, and that is, since a lot of you will be looking at doing different things vacation-wise as you go through the summer months, what do you do or should you do to your home before you go on vacation? It's a good question. So there's things that we'll talk about. And the other thing today, too, of course, with the economy being where it's at, the fact that you know, gas prices are uh, what four and a half a gallon around here, roughly four eighty a gallon. Diesel's five fifty or so. Yeah. Uh, knowing that, and that's cutting into a lot of people's budgets. I thought we'd also talk about some money saving tips around the house, and there are numerous ways to do that. And sometimes we just get in the routine of doing, you know, the same thing over and over again. And I know for some folks that that you know are financially. Uh, fit, you know, maybe this won't apply, but I think to a lot of people, even those that have, you know, some spare cash kicking around, saving money is how you keep that cash. That's right. And a lot of you I know listening as well are either raising families and not that you're on a fixed income at that point. It's not a fixed income. The burn rate is high. You're looking to save money. Those of you that are on a fixed income, you're looking to save money. So again, for the majority of people, probably 95% of the people uh, even those of you listening, yeah, you'll you'll take some money saving tips. And there's again, there's there's a lot more than you think. And we've got some great partners here as well that can help you with that. So we'll run through a few of those things. But if you have a question for us, anything around the house, uh, please let us know. Maybe there's something you've been struggling with, a project, something you'd like to know uh, when it comes to even you know real estate uh, prices. And right now the market is in Colorado. How should I say this? It's not tanking like you're going to see a lot of people out there talking about and predicting. Is it stabilizing? In my opinion, yes. Now, I also feel like, just we'll hit this topic for a moment. I also feel like there are some homes that are on the market, because I've watched some of these. I try to watch the real estate market on a pretty routine basis. I've, I've noticed that there's been some price drops on certain homes that are on the market. And my son and I, Richard, were talking about this even yesterday. I feel like in a lot of cases, these are individuals where they put their home on the market. And I think, you know, for the most part, just looking at the, you know, granted, I haven't toured the house. But when you look at the pictures, you look at the home, you look at the location and so on. You're like, okay, price-wise, that's not, not all that far off. And yet they're lowering the price. And when you look at how long it's been listed, 
they're lowering it in some cases after a couple of weeks. And I'm thinking, people, (laughs) are you that spoiled that if the home doesn't sell in a weekend or two, you're now going to lower the price because you are panicked into thinking no one's going to buy? I guess you all don't remember in a normal market, and personally myself, I have never ever in my entire life sold a home in less than 90 days. Agreed. In my entire life. Yep. Now I've not been I've not been a seller in this recent hot market. So again, there's a lot of folks that got really, really spoiled in this hot market. But typically folks, and depending upon where you're at in the pricing structure, typically speaking, you were not you were a good ninety days in selling a home. And the higher the price of the home in I I understand a million dollars now isn't what it used to be, but back, you know, not that long ago, Larry, if you had a, a million dollar home or above, it it could it could take a year to sell that home. Oh, easily, yeah. That way, and that's what you just planned for. And again, I feel like there's some panic price dropping, which for some of you that are buyers and are looking, that's actually a good thing. If you're the seller, though, I would just highly suggest that you back off that accelerator pedal a little bit reevaluate where you're at, think through this process, and realize that, yeah, this may take a little bit of time to find the right buyer. Now, I'm also going to tell you, I read an article yesterday. I'll be careful how I say this. And we've got some great sponsors and some great realtors that I know personally. K&R is one of our sponsors during the week, and I think both the ladies would agree with me when I say this. There are a lot of people... I think I read yesterday there's 52,000 registered real estate agents in this Colorado market. 52,000. That's amazing. That's a lot of real estate agents. Yes, it is. And this article was even talking about how there's 52,000, but do 52,000 really know how to sell your home? And the answer is, of course not. Generally not. Yeah. Are there 52,000 that can handle the paperwork or correctly? I'll tell you that in any, any industry, there's 10% knuckleheads that probably can't even do that correctly. So yep. sorry, realtors. I'm just saying that's any industry. I don't care whether you're talking doctors, lawyers, nurses, Doesn't mechanics, matter. on down nope. the line we go. There's going to be 10% of any industry where there's some knuckleheads in there that are not going to do things the way they're supposed to be done. That's just the way it is. Now, even if you take 10% out, you got 45,000. That roughly, you know, roughly 46,000 that can handle the transaction of the real estate sale. But when it comes to the staging, marketing, giving you advice on the price, you know, helping you when it comes to uh, the entire marketing process, in other words, getting the brochures, which a lot of people still use, putting that, you know, that sign out front, which again, over the past couple of years in this hot market, most homes you'd go by, there was no information packet box on the sign like there used to be. Exactly. Why? Yep. Because they didn't need it. Yep. So all we're going to do, folks, is go back to some normalcy. I know that's not properly, you know, that's not a <laughs> grammatically proper term there, but you, you know what I mean. We're going to get we're going to get back to normal. Nothing wrong with that, by the way, whether you're the seller or the buyer, because in both cases. If you're the buyer especially, you don't want to waive inspections. You want to make sure you've got the time needed to get your appraisal and all the other things necessary. And if the appraisal comes in less than the sales price, you need to have a conversation. I mean, these are all the things that used to happen in a home sale that for the long, you know, really now for the longest time went away, especially here in Colorado. It was happening all around the country, by the way. And there's still pockets in the country where it's still this way. Texas, I was reading the other day, it's still the way I just said, Mm -hmm. where... 
you're going to waive you're going to waive inspections and appraisal. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, how should I say? Uh, uh, if the appraisal comes in at a at a lower price, I mean, all those different things in Texas, you're waiving all of those. And here in Colorado, it's starting to get a little more normal. It's not completely normal. But it's getting a little bit better. And for buyers, that's a good thing. I think even for sellers, it's a good thing. Because at the end of the day, you want a buyer that, number one, is solid, that, number two, wants your home, that, that you, you feel confident about, that, that you know, you've got a good working relationship with. All of that works out well in the right transaction. And, yes, you're probably not going to be able to make a deal where, you're, where you sell your house 50 k above your asking price and then live in it for six months free. <laughs> Those are probably going to go away. I would imagine, yes. And honestly, that's okay. That's not a normal market, folks, is my point. And again, this is where having a good realtor that will help you through this entire process, knowing everything about what you need to do in the sales side of it and the purchase side, uh, to me, that's really, really important. So we'll, we'll you know, potentially get into some of that, but I want to you know, help you save money around the house as well. What do you do before vacation, the house prep, and so on? But let's start a little bit here with the money-saving tips around the house. And again, we've got some great sponsors. Some are here. Some are on my other program. But you know, some of the first things to look at around the house is, number one, because you'd be surprised what decluttering will do to even save you money oh, over yes. time, Larry. Absolutely. So first thing I would do is you declutter. What, what do you have that you don't need any longer? What could you actually maybe make as as a little extra cash, whether that be at a garage sale or you put it on Marketplace or whatever the case may be. But decluttering, to me, is one of the first things you can do. It just makes things more organized, more more tidy, more orderly, and then that will lead into some of the next conversation we have. So Bill and Lakewood is up. Go ahead, Bill. But from what I heard, I think I'm going to disagree with you. You were saying the length of time to sell a house. Well, I, there's a house, one house over for me, sold in five days for $850,000. Yeah, but what I'm, what I'm getting at, Bill, is some of that's starting to shift. They're not selling as quickly as they once were. I mean, it used to be a house would sell, no, no, I mean, no joke, it'd sell in a weekend. So you'd put it on the market on Friday, and by Sunday you had yep. 10 offers, and it was done by Monday. I, that's going to slow down, and to your point, even even a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks is longer than it's ever been. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, didn't, I, must, I didn't hear that part. But see, it's a little bit different over here. I'm straight, straight west of downtown, uh, you know, Lake mm-hmm, and we got horse. We all have horse property over here. So, if and, you you know, to- and even in that area, two weeks, Bill is still. I mean, honestly, what I, what I what I meant the ninety days that I said is in my lifetime, every single house I've ever sold, and I think I've been through seven. I've never had a house sell less than ninety days. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'm not disagreeing with. You. I'm just saying. I, I and, and, my, and my point, Bill, is that's normal. Even your even your example a moment ago of one selling in two weeks is not normal. I know. I, I agree. I'm not disagreeing on that. I, I'm, I'm ready to get out of here. I mean, you know, I grew up in New York. I've lived here for 50 years now. And this is getting just like it was back east. You know, It is. You're no correct. Base, one house after another after another. I mean, geez. Yeah, and, and honestly, Bill, that's one where, yes, I feel like we're going to go back to more more of a normal market, but will Colorado, 
in the in the near future get to a completely normal market where again you go back to that 90 day time frame to sell a home i don't think we're going to get to that point anytime soon is it going to be more normal as in you know two three four weeks to get a home sold and depending upon the price range maybe even longer than that possibly well i was telling larry a little bit ago too i don't know if you heard this bill but you know back in the you know not that long ago five to ten years ago if you had a million dollar or above home it was a six to twelve month process to sell that home yeah sure well we'll see it looks like uh, an older couple couple lived on the north side of me and the wife owned it and she died this is probably at least a year or longer ago and the son it looks like he's got some painters and people over today and it looks like he's he's cleaning it up to sell it we'll see mm. Interesting. A piece of real estate, and I really didn't want it. Just the time to get rid of it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I still think, and you bring up a great point, Bill. I think if you are somebody looking to downsize or exit the state, go somewhere else. Do I do I still feel like there's huge upside here in Colorado and what we've had over the past, uh, you know, five years? Yes. I mean, prices here in in our area have not fallen much, if any, Bill. The frenzy of somebody coming in and offering 50k above asking price—that's probably tapered off. Well, I know it's tapered off, but that's not a bad thing, in my opinion. Okay, here's a trick question. Now, I know you're—I don't know how many generations you go back as in Colorado, but my wife, you know, she, all her grand great grandparents homesteaded out here. You know. Yeah, I go back uh, in my family. You know, so my my dad. Grandfather, great grandparents, so I go back that far. Yep. It's like my wife found one of the receipts. The one, the one homestead, three hundred acres. You bought it for like three hundred thousand, something like that. Wow. And then the aunt, it was supposed to go back to my wife, and the aunt sold it because it was a handshake type deal, and the aunt sold it for almost a million dollars. Just about a month, and so the whole family's ticked off. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, I'm pissed. I thought that's where I was going to end up. <laughs> that's, I'm serious, you know. So, are I mean, you going to stay here, Bill, or what are you going to do? My wife keeps saying I got a friend that I grew up with from in New York that I've kept in touch with. Well, at long story, anyway. but he he uh, he bought some property in Belize and put a bar, restaurant in, and yeah. got three boats. You know, he charters them out and stuff. And she keeps telling me, find out how much the property costs down there. So I, I don't know. I don't. Know I don't either. either. I mean, that, you, you bring up a great point. I think there's a lot of people looking at other, you know, not just states but countries. And you know, my only fear, and this, I, I could be completely off, Bill. And if somebody can correct me on this, please do. Uh, I've never, I've never looked into owning outside the country. Biggest fear always has been the governments in those countries. And if something goes haywire, what happens with your investment and all those different things? And that's always been my fear, Bill. Well, did, did you know any lawless at all? I got a friend that uh, he grew up in the Broomfield area, and a little bit north of Broomfield, past you know, past the airport, and you know, he he just sold his house. Well, it's been about a year now, and took the money and went down to Oklahoma and bought got two acres on the water. That would not shock me. That's still doable. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He, he just did this recently. Oh, yeah, no, there, there's areas, you know, Oklahoma, Texas, Tennessee even is a, has been a, a great place, I think. Uh, New Mexico is the same a place. A lot of folks are going to Florida even, and, and, you know, the prices there are inching up, but they're still not anywhere close to, I mean, they're half of what we are here, Bill. Okay, so now you grew up around Boulder, right? I did, East Boulder. 
you you were raised with the hippies, right? <laughs> uh, saw a lot of hippies back in the day, yes. An old hippie turned redneck, what I can't tell you. I, myself, I was at Woodstock, you know. All righty then. Anyway, but uh, the the influx with this, this governor and the pot, I, I don't smoke pot. I haven't smoked pot in 40 years, I don't know. But I, I think it's just br- brought in all kinds of crap, you know. I will not disagree with that, Bill. Right? I mean, it's just, it's gone downhill. I will not disagree with you at all. You know my feelings on that. Traffic, you know, I live down the block from Crown Hill. If I go down to Leonardo's on Florida and Wadsworth, you know, the Italian store down there, it's an hour or more each way. It used to be 15 minutes. Definitely not going to get any better that way either, Bill. No, I thought I'd throw my two cents. No, I appreciate it. Really appreciate you, Bill. Thanks for listening. Joe, we're going to take a break. We'll come back, give you plenty of time that way. We'll be right back. This is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Want to keep making your 30-year payment but own in 15 years? Want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. We have been showing Coloradans how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment. Home values are at the highest in their history. Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once and you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop! Learn how to lower your total interest cost, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001, and where it's all about you is not just our motto, it's who we are. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof, but what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical, heating, and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fixit Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. 
Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. I'm John Rush, host of Drive Radio, Fix-It Radio, and also Rush to Reason. I'm also a business owner and a business coach. Even though I love being on air and talking to all of you on a regular basis, the job I love the most is helping other business owners achieve their dreams. I've helped business owners who have owned a job become actual business owners. I do this through the installation of systems and helping them with their leadership skills so they can truly run their business instead of the business running them. If you're tired of your business running you and you want the freedom you sought in owning your own business, call me for a free consultation. I would love to help you and your business attain the goals you've always had. Go to RushMediaInc.com and send me an email. You can also use the text line 307-200-8222. Stop being a slave to your business and contact me today. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio All right, we are back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Joe joining us now. Money-saving tips. Joe, what's going on? Don, just a couple things now that we're into the air conditioning season. Uh, one, most people probably never in their lives have bothered to clean the coil on their yep. condenser. And Good not, point. I'm not just talking debris. I'm talking over the years you get grime and dirt yep. and, and kind of an oily. You can order online, uh, you know, coil cleaner. It's like a detergent. It comes in a, you know, a pine or a quart jug. Mix up with water. Put it in a, in a weed sprayer. You pump it, you, you spray it on your coil, let it sit for 30 minutes and wash it off with a hose. It'll make a huge difference. Yeah, um, the more efficient that's running, the less money you spend on AC, right? Exactly. And here's another little trick that doesn't work for everybody, work for some people. Um, on a 95-degree day, if you put a piece of metal on your driveway and pick it up 30 minutes later, if it's 95 outside, how hot's that piece of metal oh. going to be? Hundred plus, and you're going to burn your hand. Absolutely, you're going to burn. It's going to be way, way, way hotter. Probably 120, even Joe. Yeah, 120. Right. So one of the other tricks, uh, and I did this for a friend. If your AC condenser is on the south or west side of your house where it's in direct sunlight, one guy said, "Look, when it's really hot, just park your car mm. in front of your That's unit point. to keep to keep the sun off it." I said, and the other guy had a, one on the west side back by his deck. I said, uh, "Take your." I showed that picture of the umbrella. I said, "Just put a, an umbrella." a deck umbrella and keep your ac mm-hmm. unit in the shade mm-hmm. not only will it run more efficiently you'll yep. probably pick up 15 percent capacity on the unit correct um so keep your and, AC and you know and really quick joe that's something that the majority of builders i mean i'm lucky whoever built my house everything's on the north side where it's already shaded and there's trees and such around it that you know shade it no matter what and of course this time of the year the sun's on the north side Anyway, so sorry, mine's on the south side, I should say. So I've always got shade in the summertime on the AC units. But you'd be surprised how many builders don't think through that. 
Yeah. So again, if your AC unit is in the sun on the, on the hottest part of the day, mm-hmm. do what you can to keep it in the shade. And again, sometimes it's just if it's in the dri- near the driveway, great just point. Car up. You know, you may think about even putting a permanent shade around that, and a to keep some of the debris out, b to just have it permanently shaded. You would say for everybody listening, the little bit of cost in that, Joe, you would say if you're going to stay in the house five years plus, you'll save that money back easy. You can actually get a, um, a folding canvas awning that you could affix to the side of the house. You wouldn't want to leave it up in the wintertime because the snow would collapse Correct. it. But keep it up in the summertime, and the, you know when the fall yep. comes, yep. Good point. Fold, the awning, fold the awning down for the winter. Another thing, uh, if your furnace is in the basement, um, run, let, put your blower fan on and run that nice cool air from the basement all throughout the house. Um, you know, Just circulate that cool air. Yeah, well, and really quick, let me add something to that. That's where absolute electrical... Uh, heating and air, you know, one of our great sponsors, the Quiet Cool Systems Chew too, Joe, in conjunction with what you're talking about, to level off or you know, to air balance your home and get rid of that hot attic air, blow that out, move some of that cold air back up through. That's what those systems do, and I can tell you firsthand because one of my boys did it. You'll you'll save enough money on heating and AC in the first year to pay that unit off easily, and the rest of it's savings after that. Right, and our, our, does that include putting an attic vent fan in? Because your yeah. attic will get it. That's what it is, actually. It's, it's a complete yep. system, and they size it according to the square footage of the home, the size of the attic, and so on. And it's all automatic. That's the nice thing about these now, Joe, is they're all automatic. It knows when to turn on, turn off. And yep. it's not like the old days where you had this big, huge box fan you know, in the middle of a hallway that would you know suck your hat off if you got next to it. These are much, much more refined than that. Yeah, you suck that 120-degree air out of your attic. And even if it's 95 outside, trust me, there's a huge difference. Huge difference. Huge. Between 120-degree air in the attic and That's right. Air. Huge difference. Yeah. Well, and for those of you that maybe don't believe us, go feel. Just get a ladder, step ladder, in one of your upper rooms, and go feel the bottom of the drywall wherever that attic is, and you'll know exactly what Joe's meaning. Yep. Yep. Yeah, just feel your feel the temperature you're seeing. Right. It'll be a lot hotter than the room. Um Another one, if you have any incandescent bulbs left in your house, get rid of them. Because oh, good not point. Only you, because incandescent bulbs, 90% of the electricity go, is converted to heat, only 10% is converted to light. So not only are you wasting electricity uh, when you're powering those bulbs, you're also paying twice. You're paying once to put the energy into the bulbs, and then in the summer you're paying again to suck that heat Great energy point. out of the house. Great point. Um, finally, got a tax tip. Larry, you live out in Elizabeth someplace? Nope. Thornton. Oh, uh, Dennis lives in Elizabeth. D- Dennis, Dennis lives, right. yep. If you have any property, I don't know if many people don't know this, but you know, out in Elizabeth, it's not uncomfortable for people to have a three-acre or a five-acre lot. There's a, uh, a law in the books in Colorado, goes back to the 1900s, that if your land is used for agricultural purposes, it's taxed at $1 an acre. Um, don't, know how, don't know if you knew that, John? I did not know that. Uh, well, if you've ever driven down by the Inverness Hotel off I-25, huh? Um, in the summer, you'll see all this uh, balers and wagons over there, and they're baling hay off those big empty lots. Now, those empty commercial lots down there, right by the, uh, well, you know, you know, again between 470 right. and Arapahoe Road. Right. Right. Now, John, when you look, they're only getting like 18 or 20 bales off of hay off those lots. So Correct. clearly, it does not pay. It doesn't even cover the cost to, to trailer all that equipment in. But the reason they do that, those lots are worth a million dollars. But that's probably but because, ag still. But because they're being used for an agricultural purpose, yeah. you're taxed a dollar an acre. Now, how, do, how does that work for people? So let's say you live in Elizabeth with a five-acre lot. 
Um, if you have one of the farmers come and, and mow your field and, and, and mow your land and bale it and get 12 bales of hay and he writes you a receipt for yep. 30 bucks, so what I have do. access. Uh, one of my other neighbors put beehives. He had a beekeeper put beehives. That's the only beehives. way to do it. Yep, good one. And he had, and he had beehives in the middle mm-hmm. of his of his three-acre lot, and he got taxed a dollar an acre. Now, it doesn't exclude the house, but in terms of they say, right. well... No, no, I, yeah, no, and yes, I, sorry, I, I, the ag tax status, yes, I understand that. I didn't know they did the dollar an acre, but yes, your, your ag taxes are much, much less than regular, you know, what, what do they call it, regular residential, I guess you could call it, right, you know, residential zoning taxes. Right. Another one of my acres who had 36 acres like I did, uh, he had one of the local cattle ranchers come by in the, in the in June and, and drop off, I don't know, 10, 12 head of... That's right, and you just take of, pictures of that? That's all you got to have? Yep, and he yeah. would take take a video, and he would say in the video, he'd hold up the he'd hold up the newspaper and say, yeah, here it is, it's June 26th, yep. you know, 2022, and, you know, here's 12 head of cattle grazing on my land. And uh, by the way, it doesn't work for horses because the you have to have a product that is sold for profit. Uh, so what he would get when the when the rancher would come back sixty days later to pick up his cattle, and then those those calves would be sold, he would give my neighbor a copy of the bill of sale for the cattle. Right. Uh, so it, raising horses because if you just have backyard horses, they're not being sold for a profit. That doesn't count. But bee, bees that you know were honey. Uh, hay that is sold. Bees, goats, llamas, anything along those lines anything do. Anything that can be sold, That's that right. you can demonstrate was sold for profit, a dollar an acre on your land. Yeah, so. much better deal. Now, here's the thing, though. If it's not already zoned that way, good luck, because getting it changed is always a difficult thing. But, yeah, if you find a property that's that way already, keep it that way. Right, keep it that way. You can probably coast for a year or two, but after that, they're going to come back and challenge mm-hmm. you. But, again, it's an easy thing to do, to have a honey farmer put a couple of hives in the middle of your yep. property, you know, 100 yards from the house. Or, or just uh, grow a little hay and bale it. That's all you got to do. It really yeah, don't have to be much. So. And have and have your uh, farmer down the road. And you don't need, you know, three cuttings. One cutting's all you need. All you need to do is sell 10 bales of hay yep. and show that you sold 10 bales of hay, even if it was only 30 bucks. Um, you Great sold point. Some, you generated a, a, an agricultural product sold for profit. Huge savings. So, so huge savings. Anyway, that's my, I'm all out of tips for today, John. All right. Well, I appreciate it, Joe. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. As Bye-bye. always. And uh, one other thing too, I was just thinking about when it comes to the, you know, the inside of the home and the heating, cooling, and all of that. One thing also that I and I hadn't thought about this till just now, Larry. We were talking about you know feeling what the ceiling temperature is and so on. They now make digital thermometers where you point and yep. you know, point shoot and it tells you the temperature. For the little bit of money you'll spend for one of those thermometers. I mean, guys, these things are 20, 30 bucks now, where they used to be back in the day when we were using them in the in the shops. When they first came out, they were a couple hundred bucks. Yes, they were. But they've gotten much, much less money now. And I would really, and this is where, again, absolute electrical heating and air comes into play. I would take that thermometer and run around your house and shoot different areas to see where are you cool, where are you hot. Point being. If you find, for example, an outside wall that seems exceptionally hot compared to what some of the other walls are, maybe that wall has no insulation in it. Or if it did, something has, you know, if it had some of the blow-in insulation, maybe it's all fallen to the bottom, especially if you notice the difference between the top of the wall and the bottom of the wall. Now, heat rises, of course, naturally, but it wouldn't be a bad idea to just take one of those digital thermometers, run around the house, and determine where you have some of these heat spots, because that will tell you 
where some of that loss is, where you could potentially insulate better and or do one of these cooling fan systems we just talked about with Absolute on the attic end of things. But even on the outside walls, it may show you where you've got some of that energy loss. And by the way, you can do the same thing in the wintertime. It'll also tell you where the cold spots are. So it's the opposite in the winter versus now. But, it, you know, now that it's hot, easy thing to do, run around and determine where do you have some of those those energy losses, those leaks. And, and you can also do this around all of your windows, windowsills, yes. and so on. Determine where some of that energy loss is actually at. And again, folks, the more we get things sealed up, and to Joe's point, running more efficiently, the more money we save. Pretty simple. And not only that, I was going to mention this to you earlier. I had a representative from XL Energy come by my house okay. the past week. And he told me that the rates of for the electricity cost mm-hmm. between 3 and 7 p.m. are going to go up. Between 3 and 7, okay. So he said, and he, he recommended don't wash your clothes, don't take baths. So try, to use as much, try to use as little electricity as you can during that time. Between 3 and 7, yep. Okay. Good to know. I didn't know that. So there's yep. that's, that's a good tip, folks. So, yeah, and the thing there would be even if you've got things you can shut down, or let's say even on the house, for example. Granted, that's kind of the hottest, and the reason they're doing this, that's going to be the hottest time of the day for exactly. most homes. But, again, you get the right home, your home. And you insulate that properly, and you get everything nice and cool prior to that. In most cases, you could shut things down for a couple of hours and not have a huge temperature increase. Don't open windows. Don't open doors. Don't let that hot air come back inside. If you get everything nice and cooled down, you could you could keep things minimized at that point in time by doing that. But again, this comes back to, are things insulated well? What are the windows like? Are, are, you, know, are, are you having heat loss, or in this case, cooling loss, in some of those areas. Now, some of you that don't have air conditioning, it's probably not as big of a deal. But even then, you're going to run fans and different things to try to keep air moving through the home. Yes. This, again, is where you go back to that that quiet cool, it's called, through Absolute. And I'm going to get those guys on here in the next few weeks and talk about that. But the quiet cool system from Absolute Electrical Heating and Air will do a lot of what we're talking about in an automated basis. And I can tell you firsthand, because one of my sons has the system. I don't because I don't have an attic-type system that that would work for this. But in the case of my son, uh, Walt went almost two solid months, April, May, with no heat, no AC. Yep. I could agree with that. Uh, you, you think about not having those things running during that time. And granted, we had a little bit cooler May, but even still, I, I, I know his house well enough to know that I guarantee you, even in the summertime on a hot day, he's going to save money. So these are the kind of things you can look at doing to save money. Now, the other thing Walt did as well, and this is where we've got a sponsor during the week I can talk to you about if somebody just uh, sends me a message directly, but having the right windows with the right R value and so on there can also save you money. Walt, even though he has a fairly new house, had windows that were not performing as well as they probably should have been changing changing those out to a higher quality window not the builder grade but a higher quality window in a lot of cases will again save you enough money to make all that pay for itself well not only that john but if you're going to cool your house down if you turn your ac off it takes more energy to recool your house Hmm. good point and the same thing with in the winter time good point on the heat side same thing yeah Good point. Just keep your house at a yep. certain constant temperature. Yep. 
and you'll save a little bit of extra energy cost that way. All right, uh, Josh Goff is here also from Legacy Automotive. He's going to join us on Drive Radio. We'll probably slip uh, Josh in here and get his opinion on some of this as well. When we come back, I do want to get to the list of what do you do before going on vacation. This was an idea that Charlie had yesterday. Just what are some of those things you do, A, to keep things safe, B, to keep any catastrophes from happening, (laughs) and C, to keep things secure? So we'll talk about all of those things kind of in that order. We'll come back here in just one moment, though. Any questions, uh, you can call us directly, 303-477-5600. You can also text us, 307-200-8222. Again, 307-200-8222. We'll be right back. This is, a, sorry, not Drive Radio. That's next. <laughs> Fix It Radio on KLZ 560. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Leuenberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Leuenberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof. But what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical, heating, and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fixit Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With rates on the rise, how do you get the best rate? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Did you know that when you get cash out or your FICO score is below a 740 or you're financing a condo versus a single family home, it will cost you more in rate and fees? Many lenders are charging more. Stop paying it. At Affordable Interest Mortgage, we have lenders that don't charge. Trying to purchase a second home or is your loan amount considered a high balance or jumbo? There they go again, charging you more. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Let us show you a loan that doesn't charge more. Seeing a low rate but not reading the small print, only to realize all the extra costs and fees? Again, stop. Call 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. Quit paying fees and closing costs that are unnecessary. Get a low rate without all the extra costs. Let us show you how to save thousands. 
Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. 720-895-0500. Serving Coloradans for over 20 years. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by DORA. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio All right, we are back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. And again, Josh Goff joining us now. He's from Legacy Automotive up in Boulder. He's going to be with us here for Drive Radio in a few minutes as well. But I've got some things with Josh we want to talk about housing-wise as well because he's been looking at some and can give us an update on some of the market stuff going on. But Joe's back real quick. Joe, what's going on? John, I hung up before I heard about the time of day billing. Um, and one of the things that that's going to make economic or make viable is zoning. If you have a house mm, yep. uh, with only one, th- one thermostat and you've got three or four bedrooms upstairs, which are not occupied until after nine o'clock at night, for those that aren't familiar, zoning is where you have a thermostat in each room and the thermostat simply operates a small damper in the ductwork. Mm-hmm. And you can program each of the bedrooms separately. So if you're going to be on that time of day billing, Good point. and you don't need your, your, your bedroom's air conditioned down to 72 degrees between 3 and 7 o'clock, set, uh, it's, it's going to cost you a couple hundred bucks per zone, um, including the master bedroom. And then program them. So program says, hey, between 3 and 7, I'm going to let the bedrooms float up to 80. You know, 80, right. 85, we'll pull them down once it gets a little uh, bit later in the day. Then at 7.15, program them to cool the bedrooms back down to 72 yep. or whatever number you want. Great idea. And so then at 7, 7.15, those little dampers will open up and cool your bedrooms down. But in the meantime, you can run your AC, but you're only cooling the kitchen and the living room. You're not cooling all right. the upstairs bedrooms that right. don't need to be cooled between 3 and 7. So absolute heating and air, I know, could do a job yes, like they can. that. Okay, great idea, Joe. So, Perfect. And you know, combining yeah. that with the quiet cool system, you'd save a ton of money. You would. So yeah, zoning may, doesn't didn't always make sense, but if they're going to go to a time, oh, it does now. Oh yeah. 
It, it does now. So, yeah, zoning should be a big, big thing if they're going to go to time of day. Yep. So, no. and, and by the way, folks, the opposite can also happen, Joe. So at night, you want to sleep where it's cooler, but the rest of the house doesn't have to be super cool. Great. Uh, make that make that AC work for the master bedroom area only and let the kitchen and some of that area heat back up. No big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let yeah let the downstairs you know let the downstairs and the kitchen let let it float up to seventy six, seventy seven. That's night. right. And you know keep keep the bedroom at sixty eight. Exactly. Then at six thirty six thirty in the morning, you know reverse all that. That's right. Reverse. That's right. No, great idea, Joe. Appreciate that. Great okay. idea. Take Thanks, care. man. Appreciate it very much. All right, Josh. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you doing this morning? Housing market. You you you've been looking, so you know this thing. Uh, as well as anybody, and we talk on a weekly basis as well. But you've seen the same thing I have. Oh yeah, exactly. It's it's not. I don't. Cooling off isn't the right word. It's stabilizing is probably the better word. It is. It's come starting to be close to realistic. Right. Not, not quite, quite realistic yet, but getting close to realistic. Yeah. So we've been at it for two months. In the beginning, it was crazy, in, insane. Well, you well you guys lost out on some deals because you're like me. You're not going to overbid. You're not going to over. You're not going to overpay. You're just. You're 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 like me. You're not that guy, right? And unless you were willing to do that, you know, two months ago, you weren't going to buy a house. Yeah, and now I think we're getting close to being realistic. Some some Hopefully. some form of of being normal again. Yeah, we'll know on the one we put the offer in this weekend. Nice, if it's normal or if it's well, still a little out there. And just anxious to hear because again, I, I I do think folks listening that it's becoming more normal. And I, I'll reiterate what I said earlier. This is where. Realtors will once again. You're gonna you're gonna have a big separation between the folks that really know their stuff versus those that just got into it to make some commission on some sales because they knew things were hot. Mm-hmm. Good realtors know how to stage, how to market, where you where you should be priced at, where to find the buyers. I mean, those are good experienced agents, and and it's gonna separate the men from the boys. Let's just say it that way. It isn't. I've been amazed at how many houses we've been in that aren't staged. Oh, that's ridiculous. Oh, because they didn't have to. Yeah, that's gonna change to. as well. Right. That's going to change because you're right. They, you know, it hasn't been happening because they haven't had to do that for a while. So no. personally, I like an unstate. I like a house that's empty because I can see the you bones. You see of everything the house. that way. Yeah. The wife likes everything staged. staged. Yeah, I'm, I'm like you. I could care less about it. Right. Things. We we want to know what the real that's house right. looks like. That's right. David Centennial, what's going on? John, um, I had a buddy of mine who was a, a furnace guy years ago come over to my place and cut a hole in the cold air return on the side of the furnace and put in a vent and what i've done over the years is just open that vent during the summertime turn on the fan cons for on oh, great idea and pull all yep. that cold air out of the basement to the upper level especially at night great idea if you if you shut the uh, vents in a lot of the other part of the house in your master bedroom or the other bedrooms you're going to be using Open those up and uh, open them up during the day where it's uh, hot, whatever. Yep. But by the time you go to bed at night and during the evening, you're using the cold air out of the basement and it cuts down That's on right. having to use that uh, AC. Well, and you do that in conjunction with what Joe was just talking about with Absolute. You could actually automate a lot of what you're talking about, Dave, for the average person doesn't, you know, doesn't have that ability to run around and open and shut this vent, that vent, and so on, or doesn't want right. to for that matter. Yeah, they could automate a lot of what you just talked about. And, and your idea of, of pulling from not the outside air coming in, but strictly from the basement alone, great idea. 
in that vent you shut off obviously during the winter obviously time, yeah so. yeah and again that's yeah, where they can they, you know they could automate a lot of those things where somebody doesn't have to worry about it definitely great definitely. idea dave perfect take care appreciate Bye-bye. it sir that, that's that's fabulous so folks a lot of great money saving tips there okay real quick i do want to get to this what to do before vacation and probably not going to have time to get into every little detail of this, but we'll cover the majority of this. And I know a lot of it seems like common sense, and you would think most people would do this. But again, we're A, going on vacation. Mm-hmm. So we want to make things, make sure things are secure. On the same token, we want to make sure things are saving you as much money as you can while you're gone, because you're now going to be gone spending money on vacation. doesn't matter whether you're in the, the camp trailer, the RV, you're going to a condo, you're airbnb in it, doesn't matter. You're still spending money on vacation. That's what happens on vacations. That's why I think some of those will get cut back this year. But you're going to spend money on vacation. The last thing you want to do is have a high bill from being gone. Right. Either some sort of a catastrophe or you've ran the AC that entire time you were gone and didn't need to. Or in the wintertime, you're running the furnace while you're gone. So several things first that I think you need to do when you're on vacation. Number one. And it's kind of on a list that I, I pulled up. But, you know, clean up. Get rid of all the clutter. The, you know, take out the garbage. Uh, you want to make sure you clean the fridge. Make sure there's nothing in there that's going to go bad and, and stink when you get home and all that kind of stuff. You know, the last thing you want to do is leave a, you know, a, I don't know, something that you threw away and it's in the trash and you forgot about it. And you come back home and, the, you know, flies have gotten in and... It, uh, you don't want to do that. It's That's always, a mess. Always the empty milk carton. Yeah, well, you don't want that. <laughs> so to Josh's point, and again, depend upon how long you're going to be gone. But for some of you that you know may take a full 10-day, two-week vacation, you, you want to go through and, and, again, empty those things out, leftovers, anything like that, where you just know they're not going to be good when you get back. There's no sense saving them. Now, if you want to you know, donate some of that to a family member or whatever because you just don't you feel bad about throwing it out. You know, knock your socks off, but it's going to be bad when you get home. So there's there's no sense hanging on to it. Mm-hmm. So toss all that stuff out. Get rid of the garbage. Uh, again, I'm I'm one where you have know, you can tidy some things up because the other thing that's nice about that is when you come home from vacation, nothing nicer than coming home to a clean house, not a dirty house. I agree. It's nice to just roll back in and say, oh wow, okay, this is you know this isn't half bad. So. That's the first thing to do. Other thing you want to do, and in, in these can be automated now. It used to be tougher. You used to have to have people come over and turn lights on and off and so on. There is enough simple, I call them gadgets, but there's enough simple home, you know, smart home devices whereby you can control different lights in your home, either on a schedule, remotely, or both. And what I mean by that is these devices, and, and they're made by everybody now, I mean, you can buy some really cheap off brands, or you can go all the way up to the high end brands. You know, you know, you name it. Look, go look at the switch companies that make these things, and, and there's a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, GoSund, G O S U N D, actually is a fairly inexpensive, uh, kind of probably a middle of the road brand. I've used some of their products in the past; they work very well. Amazon has some of their own products, and what you can do here is either a change out an, ex- an existing light switch. And they make these for all the different switches. Uh, what I mean by that is just a simple on-off or a three-way switch or you know, e- either one, you, you can buy these. So either controlling outside lights or even some interior room lights. And idea being you want to make it look like somebody's at the house mm-hmm. when you're gone. So porch lights, back porch even, front porch, because those are the things that, that you know, thieves are looking at. I mean... For the most part, they know the front porch light's going to come on and off, even if it's on an eye. 
But they'll look at things like the back porch, interior lights. Are they always the same ones on? In other words, are they varying? So what I would do is I would put some of these things in the home. Really, they're very inexpensive. Some of them can be done right off of the outlet. That's the other thing I was going to say. You can do the light switch itself, or you can run an outlet. So if you've got a small lamp in a room, you can put that on a single outlet. These are very easily programmable. I mean, if you can, if you can send a text message, you can program these. I'm right. not exaggerating. That's They're that true. simple to put together. They come fully instructions. There's videos, the whole nine yards. It's really easy to set schedules, and you could put you know three or four of these throughout your house, even on just single outlet lamps. And you can make different things come on and off at different times to where it looks like you're home when you're gone. It's just a security feature, but one that I think is well worth doing so that it does look like somebody's living in the house. Right. The one thing I've noticed, though, on some of those, like the, especially the bulbs, you buy the bulb and then you have to buy a hub that talks to your Wi-Fi. The GoSun that I just gave you, that particular brand you do not have to have. And that's the way to, to do and it. Because it, literally, it's either the light switch itself that ties right into your Wi-Fi, or it's a little single round device where it's got, literally, it's got a male and a female. Male plugs into your outlet. The female is open. You plug whatever lamp you've got plugged right into that. You can turn it on and off, and off you go. Done deal. Simple. But to your point, some of them do – don't buy the one that yeah, requires the hubs. Don't buy Because now you're spending more money. And I've done that, you know, like on my garage door at home. So, you know, before we had the new one that's all Wi-Fi right. and all that. The right. old one, I put one of those in so when we left, I could turn just, it off remotely turn that off. and turn it on remotely. Good idea. Great idea, actually. Because I always forget, you know. You're driving – We all do. You're two hours down the road from home, and what all did we forget? So we all with do. all this Wi-Fi stuff, you can just shut it all off as you're – Yep. Of course, make sure that everything is locked. Now, also, this is this is where some folks might differ, but I can give you some personal experience on this from being gone and having different things happen while you're gone, and all of us have those different stories. But I am one that will tell you, do not close all the drapes. Reason for that is, if somebody actually happens to get in, and maybe you've got an alarm or something that's gone off, and the cops show up, if all of the drapes are closed and they can't look in, how do they know who is or isn't inside the home? What I mean by that is they're going to come up to the windows, shine a flashlight in. You want them to be able to look inside with the flashlight and actually look around to see if there's anybody inside. If all the drapes are closed, they can't. Right. And I'm speaking from experience on one particular situation I had. Now, there wasn't anybody inside the house, but it was an issue where I had talked to the officers afterwards, and they're like, you know, it'd be nice if the drinks were open, because then we could actually look in the house without entering to kind of see what's going on. Mm -hmm. I'm like, great tip. Never really thought about that. So a lot of people will close drapes when they're gone, because they're thinking, we don't want people looking in. Actually, if the, if the authorities were to come by because something's happened, or you called somebody, a neighbor, or whatever, and they don't have a key to the house, with a flashlight, they could still look in, look around the house, and see what's going on. The other thing I think that happens in those in those times is a thief that's inside running around with a flashlight or whatever, again, if everything's open, somebody else is going to see that happening. Drapes are closed. They're not seeing that. Right. So drapes, shades, those things, I'm one where go ahead and leave those open to where – uh, even if it's not all the way open, at least part way, where if a, an officer were to come by to ch you know do a do a safety check or something along those lines, they can actually look in and see what's going on. Water. 
There's a lot of now water devices made, leak detection devices made. We've talked about this in the past, but you can put those all around the home to determine if you actually have a leak while you're gone. There's even fancy devices that if you get a main, uh, you get a leak, they'll actually shut the main line coming in off. Um, this time of, of year, by the way, uh, summertime, as far as the inside house, not going out to your sprinkler system because you still want that to run. So depending upon how your house is is done, uh, if you've got the ability to shut the water off inside the house but still leave the sprinkler system on, would I do that? I probably would. You're just avoiding any issues, any drips, any... Again, we're looking at how do we save money when we're gone. Well, the last thing you need is some toilet even all of a sudden starts leaking and it can happen while you're gone and because there's pressure different differential that happens at times in the in the system across the city and all of a sudden now you end up with a toilet that's been leaking the entire time you've been gone two weeks and now your water bills you know up uh, again just think through some of these things on the front side and use common sense and what would you you know what would you want to be what would you want to have done while you're gone and making sure that a things are clean secure and handled while you're gone so that you're not coming back either to a mess or a huge bill. And everybody knows your house individually. Uh, the other thing, and I should have, this is kind of a, a, a known. If I were going to be gone for two weeks, you just turn the AC off. Right. You can come back home and, and cool it on down. You don't need that thing running the entire time you're gone. It's not going to get that hot if everything's all closed up and nobody's entering and exiting. I would turn all that off and not even run it at all. Just just avoid that expense altogether while you're gone. Again, you're spending money on vacation. The last thing you need to be doing is cooling the house while you're gone. And that's why I love the Wi-Fi thermostats. That's the easiest thing to do. As soon as you get perfect, because then you can set yeah. it to come as you as you're coming back. You turn things back on, get it cooled off, and away you go. So yeah, you know, you land at DIA and just hit a button. That's right. Everything comes. <laughs> Great <right> idea. <laughs> all right, guys, that's it for Fix It Radio. Any questions you've got, you can always text us three zero seven. 282-22. Drive Radio is coming up next, though, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Myself and Josh Goff, Larry Younger, of course, answering phones, and Charlie Grimes, our engineer. This is KLZ 560.